Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study here in my office at Crossway Church. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you're watching the broadcast whenever it is that you have found us. You can find us there on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page live, all our services and all the teaching sessions we have. And you can also watch live on the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel or after the fact everything is uploaded there and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And we're just praising God today and excited to have His Word as the light to the direction we're going, not moved by uh, the things and decisions that go on in this world, but we are drawing near and near to that time where we're going to be taken out of here. The Lord's coming for His church, and I'm so thankful, and I hope today is that day. But until He does come, He's making the path that He's put us on, the path of the just, brighter and brighter and brighter. Proverbs 4.18 tells us that. Today we are in the book of Romans, chapter 14, and today uh, we will begin in verse 10, and we will specifically talk about uh, maybe this session or uh, two or three sessions possibly about the judgment seat of Christ, for that is where we are in Romans chapter 14, a very, very uh, important topic in the Word of God for Christians, for that is the judgment we will face coming soon, the judgment seat of Christ. We will not stand as the children of God before the great white throne judgment of God. That's the judgment for all lost people before they're all cast into the lake of fire. So uh, you and I are... You and I are uh, only going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ. That's where we will, and we will see this in the Word today. And this is something that needs to be in the mind of every Christian on a regular basis, which is, is seldom even in the mind of a Christian. But it needs to be in the minds of us children of God on a regular basis because God, though He's not a respecter of persons, He judges according to all men's works. And He has given us, ordained us, to walk in good works, Ephesians 2 and 10. So we need to think about these things. And, you know, it, it would be so horrible to, to be known as a hard-working woman, a hard-working man, and just be known, man, they're a person of hard work. They work from sunup to sundown and then to end up appearing before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ and, and never have bare fruit, never did take the talents we were given of the Lord and bare fruit to magnify Him, to express Him. That's what the fruit does if we are using the talents He's given us. It's always going to be an expression of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, and there's so many hard-working in the natural Christians, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is a good thing. But we better be doing all that we're doing as unto the Lord Himself, because at the judgment, we're only going to be rewarded. The treasures we thought we laid up are only going to be legitimate if it's what He was able to do in us and through us, because we can't do anything without 
him. John 15 and 5, Jesus tells us that we can do nothing unless we're doing it by his power, his leading. And if we are, it will be the fruit of who he is, the fruit of his spirit that dwells within us. And we're going to see some amazing things concerning uh, the judgment seat of Christ in this session and possibly two or three more. Because we, this is something that's not talked about very much we need to look at. Uh, I have uh, uh, two Facebook pages. One of them is the Pastor Curtis page, which this broadcast is live upon. And the other one is my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page. And I daily make posts on both of those. And right now, this was the third morning that I've uh, posted scripture concerning the judgment seat of Christ. And we need to be looking at these things. We need to be learning these things. And we need to be daily conscious of these things. It doesn't need to be on the back burner of our lives. It needs to be on right before us. The judgment seat of Christ is coming. It's appointed all men to die once and then the judgment. You know, we're going to die soon or we're going to be raptured, whichever, and then the judgment. For us Christians, it's the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to see that. Let's look at that. I pray the Lord bless you with meat today for your soul. I pray the Lord move mightily in your life today, stir you with truth, and move you forward in this path of the just that he's placed you on. He says in verse 10 here of Romans chapter 14, But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now I want you to know something in the context. Notice this. It's important to know the context of Scripture. In the context of Scripture, in the context of why the Holy Spirit through Paul brings up the subject of the judgment seat of Christ is not just because it's coming, but really... It's in the context of the way we judge our brothers, our sisters. Why are we despising those that are not as mature as us? Remember the first verse, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. You know, if someone's not in the faith, someone's been carried off to something false, Yes, we're to bring a word of correction in love. We're to try to help them see the right path to get back to. But despising and condemning, God's not doing that. Even at the judgment seat of Christ, we're not going to be condemned for anything. We've heard it said all of our life that the judgment seat of Christ is not about sin. But that's not true. Uh, the judgment seat of Christ is not about being condemned for sin. But the judgment seat of Christ, surely, my friends, will have something to do with sin because it tells us that, and we will, and we will also look over in the other place, the one other place that the Apostle Paul mentions, the judgment seat of Christ, where he says we're going to be judged for the things we did in the body, good and bad. Well, bad, if it's bad, if I know to do right and I do it not, well, that's bad. And the Bible says if I know to do it right and I don't do it, to him it is sin, James 4, 17. So sin 
is going to be dealt with at the judgment seat of Christ, but not being, we're not going to be condemned for it. We're not going to be condemned. The, the judgment of condemnation, eternal condemnation, might I add that, is the great white throne judgment. But you and I, as the children of God, are going to be standing before Christ at the judgment seat of Christ where we're going to give account of everything we did in the body as the body of Christ, whether good or bad. We're going to be rewarded and uh, everything that the Lord was able to do in us and through us, we're going to be rewarded for. But everything we built on wood, hay, and stubble is going to be burned up and we're going to lose reward for. So let's read this again. Why do you judge your brother? Remember the whole 14th chapter is about not condemning your brothers and sisters. Not condemning them, but allowing them to grow because you expect them to allow you to grow. There's always going to be people who are more mature than us and people who are less mature than us. It's the same way if you have children and you had more than one child, you know that as they grow, they get older, they get more mature. They're supposed to anyway. But And we're supposed to, in the church, be growing and becoming more mature becoming more about the, 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 the Lord and more about loving each other and not despising all little carnal fleshly babies do that to each other and we as Christians do that at times but we need to be growing. We need to re- what do we need to remember? The judgment seat of Christ is coming. Now look, he says, why are you judging your brother? You ought not be judging your brother. And he's talking about condemning. He's talking about despising your brother here. Why shouldn't we do that? Well, number one, it's sinful to do it. Number uh, two, uh, it's because we apparently are trying to compare ourselves among ourselves. The Bible says that's not wise. So, and the third reason, if not there being many more, the third reason here mentioned is because we're going to be judged ourselves and the judgment here in the context it's written is about what we did to our brothers and sisters along the way, how we judged them or how we in love kept presenting the gospel to them and hopefully they would realize that they're allowed to eat more than veggies and because earlier in this chapter it says he that is weak eats vegetables alone. Well, why is he weak? He's not weak in the faith because he's eating vegetables. He's weak in the faith because he's still, he's still learning and he's in the process of knowing that it's all about faith in the cross and, and that he's not really getting anything from the Lord for just eating veggies. But, 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 but he's not to be thrown out. He's not to be despised. He's not to be condemned. He may have to be helped along the way, pointed to uh, it through the Word of God, constantly looking to Calvary so that he can begin to experience more and more of the liberty that comes from the Word of God in the context of what Christ did to liberate us. That's why James calls the Word of God the law of liberty, the law that liberates us. Hallelujah. So the context of this mention of the judgment seat of Christ is concerning us not condemning, despising the family of God who just aren't as mature as we are yet, just aren't experiencing the freedom that we are yet. And we need to, we need to remember that. And, 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 and Paul brings up here, and look at he says, For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, verse 11, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Now we use that 
and we, we typically only think of the great white throne judgment when we think of this scripture. But in this context, this scripture is written concerning what's going to happen at the judgment seat of Christ. Because, many, listen, when we're judging and condemning and despising our brothers and sisters in the Lord, we're not bowed. Our knees aren't bowed to the Lord. We're, we're, not, we're not confessing Him. While we're condemning somebody, we're not bowed before Jesus and confessing Him because He's not condemning anybody. Come on now, somebody help me up in here today. Listen, as long as we're throwing rocks at folk, condemning those who are weaker than we are in the faith, despising them, pushing them out of the way. Our knee's not bowed. That means we're not humbly accepting the way of the cross. We've, we've moved aside, and all of a sudden, we've made ourselves judge. Oh, yes, it's in the name of loving and caring, but, you know, we're going to have to take action here on them if they don't. No, no, no. The judgment seat of Christ is coming, and every knee will bow, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. I'm not going to have to give an account for you. <laughs> I'm going to give an account of myself. But notice, this is talking about the judgment seat of Christ. This is talking about where there every knee will be bowed. Every tongue will confess to God that which we have done in the body. Look, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. We've already confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But at the judgment seat of Christ, every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess to God, giving an account of ourselves to him. We're going we're gonna to have to confess because at the judgment seat of Christ, the reality of all that we didn't do that we should have allowed him to do in and through us and all that we did that wasn't him doing in and through us what he should have been, what, what he could have been doing had we bowed the knee and confessed him as Lord in all of our actions is going to be revealed. We're not going, going to be trying to make a case against God as to why we didn't there. The very expression upon his face is going to be enough. His presence is going to be enough to bring us to our knees and our confession. Hallelujah. Every one of us, verse 12, shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not, therefore, judge one another anymore. He's talking about condemning each other for whatever. Jesus didn't come to condemn. We're not to condemn. We're to love and forgive and to bless and to pray for. Amen. We're talking about Christianity. But judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Mm. Now, now I want you to think about that. All, let's just use a typical easy example today. I've all of a sudden realized that 
Man, I'm free. I'm so free in the Lord, I don't even have to go to church. I'm presenting an occasion for others to be disobedient as I am. I'm, I'm presenting a stumbling block for others just as I'm stumbling. Oh, now wait a minute. I got my excuses. I've justified, but I don't have the Word of God to justify why I'm not planted in the house of the Lord. Oh, there's no condemnation, but I've taken that and run with it the wrong direction. See, we're going to give an account for everything we did or didn't do that, that was something that was used as an occasion to cause other people to stumble. Did they look at me? Did they see someone pressing on? Did they see someone with the knee bowed and the tongue confessing Christ daily? And I mean with the way we live, allowing the Holy Spirit to walk us in obedience to God's Word every day, we're going to give an account. Listen, my friend, don't write the judgment seat of Christ off as something minute. What happens at that judgment is going to be, <coughs> is going to determine your position for eternity and your rewards that you receive there, that which you're able to lay at the feet of Jesus. To whom much is given, much is required. Let's read that again. Verse 13. To see, this is the context of the judgment seat of Christ. Romans 14, 13. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother in his brother's way. Now think about that. Now, I want us to turn over to 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. It's the other place the judgment seat of Christ is mentioned. And again, let's look again at the context of why the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, brings up and points to the reality of a coming judgment for Christians. Watch. Let's back up to verse 8 and read into it. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Who wouldn't? Wherefore we labor that... Whether present, we labor. Are you laboring? Is it led by the Holy Spirit through the only avenue He can lead you in, faith exclusively in the cross of Christ? Are you laboring? Is, is your labor something that Christ is doing in you and through you by His Spirit? We labor that whether present, here, or absent, we may be accepted of him. Think about that. Well, I thought we've already been accepted by him. No, he's talking, look, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. See, he's talking about our works being accepted. God is not a respecter of persons. Let me see if I can find this. It's, it's, a, it's a, something that we Need to look at if I can find it. Uh, let me see. Let me try it this way. 
something Peter wrote, if I could find it. Uh, Peter, 1 Peter 1 and 17, excuse the little, uh, but we are in a Bible study. Okay, I forgot about that. <laughs> 1 Peter 1 17, talking to saved people. And if you call on the Father, who is without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning, your traveling through this life here in fear. Oh, hallelujah. If you're born again, you're righteous and holy and justified in the sight of God, in your position in Christ at the <coughs> right hand of the Father at this very moment. But something very important to the Father and Christ, which should be becoming more and more important to you and me, are the works, our condition, the fruit, the here and now, right now. He's not, he's not a respecter of persons. God's not looking at color. He's not looking at possession status. <clears throat> he's not looking at where you live. You could live in the richest nation or the most poverty-stricken nation. He's not a respecter of persons, but he is judging according to every man's work. So if you're going to call on the Father, Peter says, oh, this is powerful. You've got to pass the time of your traveling through this life here in fear. Now let's go back to, to 2 Corinthians 5 and 9. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. That means well-pleasing to him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And if our faith is not in the cross, then the works that we call works are only works that our flesh is carrying out. Be no reward for any of that. Even the things that are actually appearing like they're good things. But if it's not him working in and through us to bring those things out as fruit, we're not getting anything for good deeds. We're getting everything that he was able to do in and through us, through our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Watch this now. <clears throat> Verse 10, because we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. And again, let me make mention, the bad is not good. And if it's bad, it somehow was sinful. Again, James wrote, that which we know to do good and we do it not, it's sin to that man. Now, the Lord is not going to condemn his children for sin because our sin has been atoned for. Jesus was put to death for all of our sin. <clears throat> all of our sin. But you and I are going to be judged and we're going to receive. The Bible here says we're go every one of us is going to receive the things done in his body, according to that which 
he has done, whether it be good or bad. That means everything that was bad is going to be burnt up. No rewards for that. That means everything that was done outside of faith. Because if it's outside of faith, it wasn't pleasing to God. God can only be pleased by faith. In the book of Hebrews, <coughs> excuse me, chapter 11, the Bible says in verse 6, I believe it is impossible to please God without faith. And the judgment seat of Christ, the rewards are only going to be for that which was pleasing to him. That which was done of faith. That means the, that which the Holy Spirit was able to do through us. Now let's look a little further here. <clears throat> past verse 10 to, because we, we have to stay within the perimeters of the context of why this was written. We have to always do that. That's why <clears throat> in the commentary I'm writing daily and posting on Facebook, my Pastor Curtis page, every morning, I remind us all the time, don't forget why the letter was written. Don't just start reading the Bible and reading through. You constantly remind Yourself, and I believe the Spirit of God will do that. Why this letter was written? Why this is written? What's the context? Don't it's if you want to just read the Bible, go right ahead. That's a good thing to do. But you also better find yourself becoming a student of the Bible and looking at the context of why things were written so that they can be revealed to us by the Spirit of truth as the truth of God, and we can be led in the liberty that truth will always bring us and also be laying up rewards that are the experience of the liberty of the truth will be there waiting for us. Hallelujah. So he says in verse 11, knowing therefore, therefore what for? The judgment seat of Christ is coming soon to a theater near you. It needs to be in the forefront of our minds. I'm talking about that which is we're going to stand before the Lord and bow the knee and confess, give an account for everything that we've done, good and bad in the body. The great white throne judgment is where they're going to bow the knee and confess Jesus as Lord and then be thrown into the lake of fire to never be apprehended again by God, separated and forgotten by God. The judgment seat of Christ is where we're going to bow the knee and confess to him giving an, an, account, giving an account of everything we did, good and bad, in the body. It's, let me tell you something. That's where the tears are going to be wiped away by the Lord. Tears wiped away. But I believe the tears are going to be bigger tears at, at the loss. I believe that we will all experience there the loss of reward that the Lord Jesus Christ wanted so desperately to be able to bestow upon us. I believe just the expression on his face at, at, at the loss of rewards that could have been, he could have rewarded us for, I believe just the look on his face, the expression of of. A father who, who, who says, uh, you know, it, 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 I've given you all this. If you will take this and, and, and use this for my glory, use this to bear fruit uh, 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 on a certain day, I'm, I'm going to give you all this. 
and, 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 and to make that promise to his son, but, but his son, he doesn't take what he's been offered and he, he, just, he just doesn't really care. It's, it's never in the forefront of his mind. He, he wants to go his own way and do his own thing. He wants to get involved in everything that's not of God. He wants to show his own brute strength. And, 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 and then when it comes time, that special day that the father had promised his son, he has to look at his son and say, son, you, I promised this reward for you if you... And then to watch others receive rewards that we didn't receive. And I believe if we look back at Matthew 25 and we see the, the man that was given the talent and he went and dug a hole and hid it, was really digging a hole for his own self for later. And someone came and take even took even that which he'd been given of the Lord away and gave it to those who did bring forth fruit of their talents. We need to think about these things, my friends. But before time runs out, which is about to, let's look at this. Paul said, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences, for we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give occasion to glory on your behalf, that you may be, have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. And we'll have to take this up Monday morning right here, because again, here we are in another look at the judgment seat of Christ as to how we're dealing with the children of God and it's what we're doing for others to, to, to bring them on for maturity to, so that they can bear witness in their conscience or are we learning like Paul says look, look, before we quit let's read it, verse 12 again for we commend not ourselves again unto you but give you occasion to glory on our behalf that you may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in heart. Again, this is about what God is able to do in the heart through a clear conscience and not going after and following after those who are only trying to put on an outward show, an outward appearance, for there is no reward and treasure for that. The rewards and the treasures are only for what God was able to do in the heart of man. For there is the place God establishes. The Bible says the heart is established with grace in Hebrews 13 and 9. But Isaiah 15, 14 tells us that God establishes His people in righteousness. We need to be learning these things. We need to quit putting God's Word and the importance of the truth of God's Word on the back burner. We've counted too long, very little, the judgment seat of Christ. It's coming soon to a theater near every one of us. And I believe there will be experience, the experience of loss for all. But there will be rewards there for those who simply trusted in Christ, allowed Him to change them, 
being conformed into His image. Those who didn't go about trying to put on an outward show of appearance, but they allow the Lord to work in and through them through a simple faith in Christ and His work at Calvary. God bless you. Don't forget to tune in every Monday and Thursday. We're digging our way through Romans 14 and uh, specifically now focused on the judgment seat of Christ. So every Monday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m., you can find us right here on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page live and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And you can watch these broadcasts there uploaded or the website thecrosswaychurch.com. I praise God for every one of you who follow this ministry, your prayers for us, your sowing financially into this ministry. And I, I just give God praise for those in these last days who are hungry and thirsty for God's righteousness, for it is those Jesus promised would be filled. So uh, don't forget tomorrow morning we'll be in the studio at 9 a.m. Central Time and ministering from the book of 2 Timothy and I believe we'll probably finish chapter 1 in the morning. So tune in uh, through these same avenues. You can sow into the ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can do that by typing the word give when you text to the number 903-231-5950. I love you. I praise God for you. The best days are ahead of us who have our faith in the cross of Christ. I'll see you next time, but until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.